All right, all right. How about a little podcasting? I am the one and only Thomas Edward. I am the host, and it is go time. I've got an entirely mediocre episode for you today. No, I'm just kidding. It's going to be great. So let's head over to the lounge and crack this one open. It's time for 2021, episode 7. Can you dwell on impeachment? I mean, it's kind of a historical thing, but I didn't think that I would be talking about it again today. I had discussed the most recent impeachment on last week's show, and I thought that would be it. But then a couple of really interesting things ended up happening at the end. So I would like to do some kind of wrap up on what we all just lived through, because it got a little kooky on Saturday. I mean, even kookier than Bruce Castor's opening statement. I am not a law professor, but if you want to see how not to open a case, have a look at what Trump's attorney did with this impeachment. It is 48 of the most bizarre minutes that I have ever seen. And Castor's performance probably would have stolen the show. But for God knows what reason, the Democrats woke up on Saturday and decided that they would throw one more phony log on their phony fire. And they started toying around with the idea of calling witnesses, which blew up spectacularly in their faces. I guess I should pause to acknowledge that if there is an impeachment proceeding, and by design, that impeachment proceeding has no witnesses and no testimony, it's not a very serious effort. I've spoken about this before, I do not want to drown the show in redundancy. But in short, the House Democrats brought this fantastical impeachment. It was all based on emotion and imagination. Instead of drafting a serious impeachment on potentially viable charges, like maybe reckless endangerment, criminal negligence, the Democrats staged this high school drama club production. There was no investigation, there were no subpoenas, no depositions, no witness testimonies, The incitement charge that was written into the impeachment article is just laughable from a legal perspective. I mean, this whole thing was a huge joke. Well, I guess to the orange man bad cult, I'm sure it was all very serious. But to rational people, I think everyone instantly recognized there's just no substance to this at all. It's pure imagination. And I think that's why there was a general lack of interest in the whole thing. Quick time out for a podcast producer tip. When you feel like you've got a subject that there's a general lack of interest in, be sure to hit on it for multiple segments. Second tip is go to bed early, you doofus. Because when you're sleeping, there's no lonely times. It's just dreams. Indifferent to the general lack of interest, I did want to do a wrap-up show because it is a historical event. It's an impeachment. And Saturday was supposed to be closing argument. But instead... The house managers came in and stepped on a rake. Jamie Raskin was the house manager who started the day by saying that he had discovered new evidence, previously unknown, and they now wanted to call witnesses to testify. You just have to set aside the completely theatrical, oh no, wait, we have a last minute witness. We've cracked the case. It's... It's kind of like My Cousin Vinny thing, right? Where the Democrats are pretending that they found the picture with the tire marks that solved the case. I'm not a scientist. Would not say that I'm Mona Lisa Vito of the football world, as she was 
in the car expertise area. What's that, coach? You're not Miss Mona Lisa Vito? I am not a cat, and the Democrats are not serious people. The House managers lobbed that we want witnesses' grenade into the start of closing argument. Obviously, I don't know what they were thinking. My best guess is the strategy was to pull this stunt, get the Republicans to vote against witnesses, which could then potentially further their fake narrative that the GOP was covering up hard evidence that Trump had incited the MAGA army to topple democracy. But regardless of why they did it, it certainly did not seem to go as planned. Because the Republicans said, all right, let's call witnesses. Let's call a whole bunch of witnesses. I mean, they'd all been in the chamber. They already know that this case is a joke. And the longer it gets talked about and the more actual evidence that comes in, the more laughable the whole incitement thing is going to be. Whoops, what a mistake by the Democrat. I mean, the House managers who were presenting the prosecution had already made a complete circus of the process. They literally forged evidence to support their bogus impeachment article. Try to get your head around that. The Democrat House managers doctored evidence. It's so fucking incredible. They have this imagination impeachment and instead of witness testimony, they're using tweets as evidence, which is completely absurd on its own. But the Democrats couldn't even do that without lying. Naturally, there was not much media coverage of that little mishap. But let me give some credit to The Hill. At least they asked about it. They talked to a congressional aide who said, quote, The final graphic accidentally had a blue verification checkmark on it. But the substance of it was entirely accurate. So what's Trump's attorney's point? End quote. Accidentally. Mona Lisa Vito. Hey coach, remember those magic grits? Well, the Democrats have a magic screen cap application that accidentally adds verification marks. It's just so perfect though. Here come the Democrats trying to give their case the illusion of legitimacy. They're altering evidence to try and make it seem verified. Oh, by the way, the Democrats' statement about the substance of the tweet, that wasn't accurate either. The tweet said that we'll bring the Calvary, which is an invisible sky god reference to some hill outside Jerusalem. The lady was saying that she's bringing Jesus with her to the Capitol. And stupid fucking Eric Swalwell claimed that she was bringing the cavalry, as in soldiers. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. Look at the world around us. It is just packed full of lies and liars. No wonder my show seems to be surging lately. Where else can you find someone that's just going to speak with intellectual honesty about this? The Democrats made up an entire impeachment. The whole thing is fake, blatantly fake. But the Democrats are emboldened to behave like that because they have allies, very powerful allies in the mainstream media and big tech. And those allies are willing to push the Underton window to a point where all of this is totally fine, and the Brondos will go along with it. Impeachment has what plants crave. It's so remarkable, because it doesn't get any more obvious than what happened during that impeachment Saturday proceeding. It was a crescendo of phony, where the house managers are pretending they discovered this last-minute smoking gun, and that was completely made up. What they had is hearsay that was already known weeks ago. There was no new, previously unknown evidence. It was just another giant lie. And when their bluff got called, 
and the other side of the aisle said, sure, witnesses, let's go. <laughs> that sounds really good. Well, the Democrats did not like that answer at all, and they turned tail and ran. Fold. No, we don't really want that. Back to the basement. Yeah, remember impeachment one, Ukrainian mania, when Adam Schiff hid away all the testimony down in the basement skiff of Congress? And to this day, there is still a transcript that has not been released. Now, that's where the Democrats are headed. They're going to take it all back underground. They're simply incapable of conducting an honest proceeding. They won't even follow the most basic functions of a trial, like scheduling a deposition and witness testimony. Nope. The Democrats have zero interest in any of that. Because when you're creating phony narratives, transparency is like your biggest enemy. And the new move is the House Democrats are going to install a commission to investigate the map. Yeah, that's right. A commission that can work in secret without cross-examination. And they tapped this retired general, Russell, to lead that review. Well, his first name is Russell. And of course, after that announcement, Russell immediately began scrubbing his Twitter. But the internet is forever. And we already have reports of now-deleted tweets that included Russell saying that Senator Hawley should be run out of Washington, D.C., and that Senator Ted Cruz is a white-privileged Harvard asshat. Just kind of a bizarre thing to say because I'm pretty sure that Cruz is Cuban. Regardless, I think you can see what's going on here. The Democrats staged this theatrical impeachment. They forged evidence, spliced up videos. Everything was designed to stoke emotion and imagination. But they took it a step too far, and on Saturday morning, they pretended that they were interested in witnesses. And that bluff got snap called, which caused the Democrats to run and hide like cowards, because they have no case to present. If they can't keep the imagination merry-go-round going, the only option left for Team Good is to take it all underground. So, they'll call in this partisan hack to run a 9-11-style commission, which allows them to launder all of their bullshit narratives into a, quote, official, unquote, report. What an absolute embarrassment. Here's some fresh piss for your leg. Try not to mistake it for rain. There is one more part of this impeachment of pure imagination that's worth noting. Let's get a break and then check that out. So Matt Taibbi, a fairly well-known journalist, several best-selling books, he recently released a really amazing mini-documentary, and it was about the incredible amount of completely phony reports that mainstream media outlets have pushed over the last four years. And Taibbi called the phenomenon bombhole, which is pretty amusing, as in the media reports a bombshell story, usually about Trump, they go wall-to-wall -wall for a news cycle, then, it turns out that the bombshell report was not true. So they memory hole the entire thing and move on to the next phony bombshell, and it just repeats on a loop. Here's a quick excerpt from Matt's mini-documentary. It's excellent. You should definitely check it out. Donald Trump is out, but he leaves behind as a legacy a broken system of media. Across four years of panics and manias, the press morphed into something grotesque. A new business model emerged. It grabs eyeballs, 
with hyped up bombshell story after bombshell story, often based on nothing more than inference and anonymously sourced rumor. Brian Ross is reporting Michael Flynn promised full cooperation to the Mueller team and is prepared to testify that as a candidate, Donald Trump directed him to make contact with the Russians. Then just before the story falls apart, news outlets memory hole the old bombshell by moving on to the next one. So how does bomb holding tie to the impeachment? Excellent question. And the answer is it ties directly to the impeachment because the Democrat House manager were citing New York Times reports about a Capitol Police officer being killed with a fire extinguisher during the January 6th riot. One slight problem with that. The New York Times had to retract the fire extinguisher murder story because it was not true. Yeah, go figure. After the impeachment was concluded, the New York Times quietly updated their report. There was no fire extinguisher murder of a Capitol Police officer. So, if you're keeping score, the Democrats did not conduct a single deposition, they did not call a single witness as part of their prosecution. The Democrats instead submitted tweets and news articles as evidence. But the House managers had doctored the tweets, falsified evidence, and the news articles that they pointed to were not true. (laughs) Can you just feel the team good of it all? And the timing could not have been better. Taibbi releases that mini-documentary, and like the next day, here comes the correction to the bombshell fire extinguisher murder story. Of course, the New York Times withdrew that original story in the quietest and least informative way possible. To my knowledge, they still have not provided any explanation for how they got it so wrong. The other DNC media outlets that amplified that phony murder story they're not going to blast out the correction at the same volume that they retold the fake story. Oh, no. And they don't have to. The average Democrat does not care about the truth. They liked the fire extinguisher story. They wanted it to be true. It's the exact same pathology as rooting for the fake collusion. Hey, is it Mueller time yet? And that's not hyperbole. People were building shrines to Robert Mueller. The cast of Saturday Night Live were singing Christmas carols to him. Partisans are fine being fed politically pleasing lies. That's why the Democrats don't think twice about launching an impeachment of pure imagination. They know that their fanatics are all in. You don't have to give them a single piece of evidence. You just feed them the narrative that they want to believe, and they'll hit the ground running with it. Excuse me, Democrat House Manager, would you like to call any witnesses or provide any actual evidence? Nope. Here, look at this stuff we made up instead. Yay, impeachment has electrolyte. Anyway, let's bring this home with the ultimate punchline. YouTube circled back to put a QAnon warning on Matt Taibbi's mini-documentary. For real. The video is literally a collection of discredited media reports. However, Big Tech would really prefer that I think Matt is a conspiracy theorist. Meanwhile, the Q York Times is retracting their fake fire extinguisher murder story. Q York Times? Get it? That's a good one, right? Anyway, from Russian collusion to fire extinguisher murder, if a Democrat tells you that there's a threat to democracy, 
the safest thing to do is assume that they just made it up. And that's one to grow on.